And welcome to Central Coast Voices, a program addressing the ramifications of change in our communities and beyond, and how today's choices will impact tomorrow's community. This program is a project of Action for Healthy Communities, and it's provided in collaboration with KCBX and the Community Foundation of San Luis Obispo County. Today, Fred Monroe and his guests from the Paso Robles Youth Arts Center share with us the center's mission to enrich the lives of our children through free classes in the visual and performing arts in a safe, nurturing environment. We invite you to listen, learn, and participate in our conversation today. And we're once able again to take your live calls at 805-781-3875. Now let's join Fred Monroe and his guests. Over to you, Fred. Thank you, Brad. Glad to be with you today. Um, you know, we look at credible information in our communities, but we also look at credible things that fill in spots in our communities that we may not even be aware exist. Um, and sometimes the arts falls in that category. So today, of course, we're going to talk about the folks from Paso Robles, the Paso Robles Youth Arts Center, and how that program has really filled what in some cases is a, a void in the education process. One of the first things to go um, when there isn't enough money for education is the arts. Um, I'll share with you an, a, a, a side story for me. My, I went to high school down in, in uh, Van Nuys, California, um, was involved in the band there. And by the time I left high school, there was still a music program, by the way, and that's about 50-plus years ago. <laughs> but the side note is that I remember reading in the L.A. Times about 25 years later – that based upon lack of funds, there was no longer a band leader for Grant High School in Van Nuys. The band leader was a senior who was going to leave the school as a, a graduating senior that year, and they did not know who was going to indeed be able to put the band together. This has been going on for a long time, and it is terrible that we look at the arts this way. And that's really why my guests are here today. We're going to talk about how they really address the needs of uh, low-income families and pretty much anyone in the community, especially in Paso Robles, but their reach goes beyond that. And we're going to talk about the Youth Arts Program in Paso Robles, a remarkably uh, wonderful program, and my guest today will tell you why. Um, my my guests today are Anne Barry Gallegos. She's the Executive Director of the Youth Arts Center. Um, Amanda Gonzalez, she's a lead instructor there, and Cynthia Chile um, Marchant, and I probably I'm, I apologize, I last names sometimes just drive me crazy. Um, <laughs> she's a public relations consultant for the program. We're going to look at the, basically the opportunities that these folks provide um, in the community, and I don't want to imply that there aren't some avenues for the arts still in our public schools. But it's just one of the first things that gets kind of cut back, and it's one of the mm. things that um, that oftentimes never gets re-acknowledged, if you will, under a lot of environments. And we can talk about the fact that there was a founder of this organization, and I apologize at the moment. I cannot find her name in my notes, so I'll probably start with my guests. Please tell us about the history of the program, oh, because at the moment yeah. I can't find the record for the, who, as to who the founder was. <laughs> First of all, thank you so much for having us. We we so appreciate the opportunity. And uh, Paso Robles Youth Arts Center was founded by Donna Berg. She was quite a visionary in 1998. So we are celebrating our 25th year um, anniversary. 
Uh, Donna was an artist and philanthropist, and um, one of her most wonderful sayings is that if you can give your child just one gift, let it be the arts. And it's so true, because everything I've learned since being here for the last six months, I've just seen the difference in children and what we're doing for children and what we're our children are becoming because of Pastor Oval's youth arts. I, w- I want to make a, a, a side observation, and that is that there are programs for the arts in lots of different settings. Um, sometimes in schools are still doing a good job. Sometimes they just don't have the funds to do a, a good job. I'm kind of wondering how it happened to be that that some visionary happened to pick Paso Robles to start this program in, because 25 years ago, uh, you know, Paso Robles was a small, mostly agricultural community. It has grown tremendously. The wine industry has helped it grow tremendously. Um, it, if I were going to pick a community, and someone's going to say, "Gee, tell us where there's going to be this wonderful youth program to just sprout out of the vision of one person." Um, I'd be surprised to, that it was Paso Robles. It's because it was her home. She lives here. So this is her home, and she wanted to create this place for her community, for her, her kids to grow and to have this opportunity within her own home. So she was really big and involved in it when it first started and first was founded. She's not able to be as much anymore. She's passed the baton. But she's the one who, who started the vision here in her own home. And she was an art. What kind of artist was she? A painter. She's got some beautiful paintings still up at the youth arts. And, and when you mention that, one of the things that, that occurs to me is to remind our listeners that this is not just about painting or drawing. You have a music program. You have a drama program. We have um, acting. We have drama, guitar, piano, drums, mosaics. We have culinary arts. We have – and things keep evolving because the arts are – Boundless. There's so many different avenues for the arts, so that we keep growing and changing and adding new programs. And you know, with the times, they change. When we originally started, we only had ballet and jazz, and then this thing called hip hop came along, and we had hip hop. We <laughs> tried a little bit of uh, ballet folklorico. We had, we've had we have a lot of different dancing. things. Break dancing, break dancing. Yeah, right. that was it's the big pretty... thing we had at first. And we've expanded even more. We have fifty. Last session, we had 53 classes, and it was pretty amazing because we have culinary arts. We hired a mosaic teacher, and these seven-year-olds were doing this phenomenal um, mosaic of our logo that's like uh, three feet by seven feet, and we have it hanging in our lobby. And for seven-year-olds to do a mosaic, I mean, unreal. And they're doing one on guitar. And we're going to auction that off at our, our event tomorrow night. But um, we're adding voice, movement. Um, also have, video production, digital, yeah, um, graphic design. Yeah, graphic design. Um, and uh, what else are we doing? Um, just, just incredible, you know. Uh, I want to make sure we don't forget to tell people this maybe five or six times. So we'll start now. The classes you offer are offered without a charge to the person who is taking the class. Absolutely. That's correct. So any any K through 
12th grade student only in Paso Robles or anywhere from the, the so county? The, the ages are range from 5 to 18. When the student turns 19, they age out. That's the youth part of the youth arts. And then, Maybe they'll stick around as, as an do. instructor and a helper. They do. Yeah. We do. We have two instructors that were previously students. One of my original students is now a teacher. They, they're amazing, amazing, amazing kids. I, I don't want to let that go away. Can you share with us some of the evolution for that person? I don't know if they so want, when to, we first want their name used, but <laughs> you, can, you can decide. Well, when we first started, uh, it's probably our second session ever, and Mariah was five, and she started in my class, and she went all the way through the program to 18, as well as her other siblings. And uh, she went off to school and came back, and now she's one of the teachers. So she's one of my peers now. One of my students is now my peer, and she's an incredible teacher. She's just the most beautiful choreography and inspiration to the kids, and she's strict like me, so holds true to the way, and, and her kids just have the utmost respect for her. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. The voice you just heard, that was Amanda, and she is a lead instructor with the program, so she would, she would certainly know. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Amanda has been with us for 25 years. So you have been involved in this program since its start. Mm-hmm. So when the build, uh, building was built, it was down the road from my dance teacher. And she's like, I heard you wanted to teach dance. And I guess, well, there's this new place that they're going to start. And so the doors weren't even hung on the walls. There was nothing on the floors. It was just concrete. It was all still in the buildings. And I got to meet with Donna. And she's like, sure, let's try it. And so I was hired right then and there before it was even finished. Got my start, my chance. What a remarkable program. And I want to get back to the, what, what I said, which was anyone who is – so they're between 5 and 18 years of age, and they they can get to the class. So if someone's coming from South County, someone's coming from King City, they're welcome to participate, and there's not a charge for the classes. Absolutely. So no one has to say, oh, gee, I have to, I have to prove I – I can be here or I have to come up with some money for a class that I'm afraid my family can't afford. Yep, it's absolutely free. Everything's free. The only thing we ask is that you come with a great attitude and a passion to do what you're doing. You know, we both, they may not start with a passion as they're five years old. They may be super shy and looking down and not be able to make eye contact. They don't know what they're doing here, but they find that passion through being there. So attendance is something we ask. That's what kind of, I think, separates us a little bit from an after-school program that we create ourselves to be a little bit more like school structure is we want you to be there because we want you to be able to take it all in. And if you don't like this class, then we've got all these other classes that you can try. You can find your voice somewhere amongst all of these classes at some point. So you might have a child that comes into the program because, gee, they heard that they could learn to draw there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they decide, well, I didn't know I can learn to play the guitar also. Absolutely. It happens all the time. And my big day. brother plays guitar, but he won't teach me anything, but maybe you will. <laughs> yes. Wow. This is, this is a remarkable program, and, I'm, and yeah. I thank you for coming and talking about it. Well, um, before we forget, because it will come up a number of times and I want people to remember, you, you do have your major fundraising event coming up tomorrow. I did double-check that there, there are still seats available if people are interested. How can they get information about that? They can just go to our website at pryouthearts.org. It's going to be an incredible night because we have uh, – it's going to be a living art experience. We have our students – um, they're the subjects of paintings, like the Degas ballerinas, the girl with the um, 
<clears throat> pearl earring, uh, Toulouse Lautrec, and they're all dressed up in the models, and they have, they're going to look like the paintings. It's a living art experience. And then we have our dancers that are performing, and we have our band during cocktail hour, and then um, we have Steins catering it, and that's going to be an incredible meal. And uh, so it's all inclusive. Uh, it's $150, but the wine is included, or ba- beer, and a uh, farm to table dinner. It's going to be an exquisite event. So there are some tickets left. So go to the website, PRYouthArts.org. And I'll remind our listeners also, because I checked this out, if you just put in Paso Robles Youth Arts in Google search, it will find them. Because sometimes it's hard to remember exactly how websites are listed, but Google seems to find things for us all the time. One of the things I want to add for the gala that represents how youth arts is special is the instructors are professional creatives. And we have a brainstorming meeting about the gala, for example, and they go above and beyond what would be just a basic brainstorm of where to sit people and so forth. And so they create this vision that is really, really unique. And and this idea of, for example, kids are dressed up like the Degas ballerina, um, they've done the costumes, they've hand-painted the costumes, they've created the... I mean, it, you'll see, if you can join us, um, the level of creativity, the level of professionalism, and at the same time, the level of care and, and just joy they bring to it, and the kids get excited. And so you're, you're seeing this on multiple levels um, coming into action at, at one evening, for example, and that's really how they approach all performances that, that come from youth arts. It's very impressive. So I'm curious, how far away have you had students come to be part of your program? Um, they've come from Nipomo. Yeah, King City. We mm-hmm. actually had some students King from C- King City C- at one point, Nipomo. too. Yeah, and Morro Bay, all over. All Shandon, over. Yeah, Shannon. I mean, it's incredible that they, uh, you know, once they're in the program, they stay until they're 18. They do. They don't go home. <laughs> well, from what Amanda said, though, some of them come, then come back after they're yeah, right. Yeah. right. They do. It's, it's just a wonderful, amazing, very special place. It's really a jewel, and I don't think there's anything else like it in California. And, you know, we exist because of the generosity of our community, and that's why. We, you know, we we actually just get donations, and we just keep it alive that way. So, as as I as I hear you explain that part, one of the things I think that may be difficult for people to conquer is, oh, gee, my child would love to go on a come to a class there. How do how do I ask to be part of that? I mean, the if. If you tell me I can walk into a store and for five ninety five I can buy such and such book, I'm going to walk in with five ninety five and I'm going to buy the book. If you tell me, oh, there's a store down the block and they will give away books if you walk in and ask, my first thought is, how do I walk into someplace I've never been before and ask them to give me something without paying for it? It becomes an exchange that's hard for a lot of people to do. 
And frankly, in Paso Robles, where you're dealing in a lot of cases with farm worker families, um, migrant families, that that kind of b- barrier to asking for something you'd like to have for your child, I think, becomes a, a factor to to look at. We we actually go over to Georgia Brown and promote our program. For clarification, Georgia Brown, Brown is the elementary school that's next door or down yes, the block from where you're. Down the block, okay. yes. And we, one of Donna Berg's visions was to put the art center in the middle of the school district. So to make it easy for kids just to walk over after school. Because some of our parents are working three jobs. And it's difficult for them to drop, uh, drop their children off. So um, we actually go into Youth Works and Georgia Brown to increase the enrollment and to to ask the kids to come and just try it, see what you think. And we were very successful in the last session. We uh, increased our um, uh, uh, enrollment from Georgia Brown significantly. We doubled it just by doing that. But there is a trick because the enrollment is tr- it, very it, it's tight. Only, it's, not a, it's a limited trick once you tell everybody about it. But well, I, on the I understand. But <laughs> let me say this, that we have five sessions a year. And we have a lot of people. Like everybody wants to take culinary arts. Everybody. Um, so, Even people with no artistic talent want to eat. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our culinary arts teacher is from Madonna Inn, by the way, and she makes the big, gorgeous cakes. So, I mean, we have the expert there. But um, if kids enroll in advance, register on the, uh, the website, and then on the enrollment date, we send out a no- notification that our enrollment's going to open at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Then they can get on that website and get into a class. And that's the trick to get into classes. So when we first started, though, <laughs> to tell you that this is so much better the way it is now, yes. you used to have to line up. And everything was by hand, and two people would sign up all the students. Twenty five years ago, signing up on the internet wasn't as <laughs> right. easy as you may think it is now. I just so the line would go out the door and around the building, right. and then down the block. And I had students who their parents would park themselves down in the, at the building at three a.m. in the morning, every session to get into these classes, because there is no other place like this. But no. that's that's how how special it is. Yeah. I'm. While that was out of the ordinary, I would say it was fascinating to see and very encouraging for people involved in the program to see that that was that was how much people wanted to participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was the same parents they they knew they had to be there first in line to make sure they got their kids in. You know, it's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, um, we're talking with people from the Paso Robles Youth Arts Center. And we're talking about the art programs that they're doing and some of their fundraising efforts because they have a, a, a gala dinner tomorrow night. If you're interested in talking to these folks and being part of this conversation, the phone number is 805-781-3875. Give us a call. Let's hear about it. If you're an alumni of the program, I'd love to hear from you. And I think that our guests would love to hear from you also. Or if you have a child that's in the program right now or you are the child that is in the program, you may be in school right now. I don't 
know. We might like to hear from you and think what is see what you think about this program and um, what it is meant for you or what is meant for your community. Again, the phone number is 805-781-3875. Give us a call. Let's hear your thoughts about this. I want to go back to the the issue that I kind of brought up earlier, and that is that I suspect a lot of the kids that participate in your programs would probably, even if their school did offer a program like that, and there's still some art programs in the schools, that may be an environment that has too much um, peer fear, if you will. I, by the way, I cannot draw a, a, a decent curve under any circumstances. And if you had asked me to sit in an art class at school when I was a kid, my first fear would, was going to be people are going to laugh at me. And I suspect there's a lot of kids uh, <laughs> that, are, that are like that. And having an opportunity to participate in something where they choose the environment they want to be in. And if they're really lucky, there's no other kid that goes to the same class at, at Flamson Middle School that they're in, that that may indeed affect how people participate in this and how they stick with it. Well, uh, again, the beauty of the youth arts and the way that we have really grown the youth arts to be the way it is, is it started out with Donna's, um, what do you call it, a motto, the spirit of I can and so we really teach our kids right from the get-go about I can. And when they say they can't, we just keep reinforcing that you can. You know, that it's really easy to fall back on, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that. And the teachers are all big encouragers about being your best self. It does not matter what the kid next to you is doing. It does not, you're not being judged on a grade, creed, color, anything of that. You are judged on your own passion and will to succeed and given those tools to be able to do that and the encouragement from all of the staff. And it's amazing to see the difference because I went to a school for dance. You know, there's politics involved. There's growing up from since the age of three. There's competition. You're after that lead role in everything. And so you're trying to get to the top. But at the youth arts, it's not about that. It's about showing up. It's about having a good attitude and just the, the want to be better for yourself and not, again, not the kid that's next to you, but promoting the kid that's next to you, telling them how, the great things you see in them. We, te- we encourage that to cheer each other on, you know, that they're, they're, again, there's no solo. So it's, you're all one group. You succeed together. You fall together. That's, that's f- what life, you know, you, if we could do that and out here in the world, how much better everything would be, you know, instead of trying to beat each other down, it's build each other up. And these kids are so good at that. They're just natural. It just comes from them. You have to teach a kid. To, to knock someone down. You know, they come in with that, that encouragement. So we want to build that and keep encouraging them to, to be positive towards each other and to do good yeah. things. You know, that reminds me of the results of a study that I just saw the other day locally in Slow County about high school kids and asking, it was about mental health. And they asked them, well, you have more virtual connections now. Is that do you feel alone? Do you feel a sense of community? They said, no, we want more in real world, real life com- connections. Um, do you enjoy other activities outside of school? Well, n- not really a lot of time. And, and about 60% of them wanted more activities that did not include judgment, win, 
succeed. They wanted to feel, and these are teenagers who have a lot of stresses on them now, as we all know, social media and et cetera. Uh, they wanted a place where they could be, they could enjoy they, exactly what youth arts is providing. Um, they also wanted more, 60% wanted more in-person self-care, as they called it. But what they, what, how they described that was art or yoga or maybe it's dance. So, so a completely independent study, high school students in Slow County are looking for exactly the gap, really, that they're not getting in school for funding reasons for the most part. That's where youth arts can come in and support these kids. You you provide an environment that's fun. Oh yes. And I'm my thought is that a lot of professional educators may bring to the table the concept of well, education is supposed to be hard work, not fun. And I suspect you probably get some parents involved sometimes too that. Um, that feel like they're not sure that their kids are using their time constructively with an after-school youth program. It's it's not summer camp. I I don't see that. I see that our kids have are learning so much more than fun. I mean, they're they're their voice, their expression, they're learning empathy, compassion. Um, they're, they're expressing their emotions. They're, they're, they're learning about themselves. They're succeeding, and they're learning about achievement and how that feels good. And, and, and most important, they're learning discipline. And they're learning hobbies that they are going to carry on through their lives. And when they come in with anxiety or trauma from the home, we take that away. We make it feel better. We make them deal with that, that anxiety, teach them a way of dealing with them. We keep them off of Facebook and, and, and uh, TikTok and stuff. They're, they're communicating with other kids. They're building those friendships. We had a couple of kids that are getting married. Uh, you know, they graduated and they met each other at Youth Arts, and now they're like 24, 25, and they're getting married or something, right, I Amanda? A couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty incredible. So they're learning those friendships and those connections. I mean, I think Youth Arts is the answer to kids avoiding addiction, homelessness, and all that because we're teaching them good habits that when they go out into the world and there's trauma out there and anxiety, they know how to deal with that. We're building resilience, and I think those parents understand that. And that really dovetails with sort of an overarching way to look at youth arts, which is sort of through a mental health perspective. Um, I've been a mental health advocate for a couple of decades. And so this particularly interested me when I got to know the organization. There's a large body of research in the last five years, at least, maybe eight, um, about what the arts and arts education teaches children in their cognitive development early stages. It's concrete research that kids through arts education do better in school in the more specific 
um, classes, that music brings math skills to the forefront, um, that they learn more compassion for their uh, peers. You know, there are a lot of really important values and skills and traits that kids learn through arts education. And, and they're tangible. And a lot, of, um, a lot of us get concerned about reducing arts education because it may be that folks don't understand the depth of, of the value that comes from kids engaging in participatory arts and particularly a safe area like youth arts where they are free to explore and to find their voice and so forth. There is a very popular bluegrass entertainer right now, a guy named Billy Strings. Right. Who did an interview on um, CBS Sunday morning a while back about the fact that what kept him working through the addiction in his family was his ability to do his music because he isolated himself from the chaos of his own family and he used music for that purpose. And that's not telling tales out of school. He talked about it very vividly um, when he was interviewed. And um, I think, Cynthia, what you're talking about is fits in the same kind of um, examination of that. This is Central Coast Voices, and we are talking with folks from the Paso Robles Youth Arts Center. We're going to take a break here for a moment. We'll be back with you in a little bit. Please stick with us. Give us a call at 805-781-3875 if you'd like to share with us your experience with this program or some questions you may have. Maybe a particular type of class that you'd like to take and you'd like to know if it's available and how you can sign up for it or have your child sign up for it. Give us a call. Again, 781-3875. This is Central Coast Voices. We'll return to Central Coast Voices in just a moment. From the KCBX Community Calendar, I'm Brad Kyle with this item. The Los Osos Valley Garden Club is hosting a talk by Master Gardener Peggy Byrne on gardening with native plants to support local pollinators. It's coming Sunday, November 19th from 2 to 4 at the Los Osos First Baptist Church. You can learn which native plants thrive in your garden zone and how to care for them. You must register to attend, and for more information, visit lovegardenclub.org. And just a reminder that the KCBX Community Calendar features arts, entertainment, and nonprofit events in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and Southern Monterey counties. You can submit your item or event to be shared. You'll find it on our calendar page at the website, kcbx.org. Central Coast Voices will continue in just a moment. Hola, I'm Maria Hinojosa. Every Thursday afternoon at 2, you can hear Latino USA on KCBX. Latino USA is a Peabody Award-winning radio journal of news and culture from a Latino-Latina perspective. It chronicles how we're living, shaping, and changing the United States of America. Tune in for in-depth reporting, candid conversations, and fascinating stories. Join me for Latino USA Thursdays from 2 to 3 on KCBX Central Coast Public Radio. On the next Fresh Air, covering the war between Israel and Hamas, we talk with New York Times reporter Isabel Kirshner, who's been reporting on both sides of the Israeli-Palestinian divide since 1990. Her new book, The Land of Hope and Fear, Israel's Battle for Its Inner Soul, 
is about ideological, religious, and ethnic tensions in Israel. Join us. Having a career in content creation can come with some perks. You get free swag, some social clout perhaps, job stability though. You're basically working for the internet and the internet, you are very easily replaced. I'm Kai Rizdal, the industry that is influencing next time on Marketplace. And that's all ahead on our Thursday here on KCBX. Fresh air coming up from 3 to 4. Latino USA before that from 2 to 3. Then it's Marketplace from 4 4 to 4.30, followed by All Things Considered from 4.30 to 6.30. Right now, let's return to Fred Monroe and his guests on Central Coast Voices. Back to you, Fred. Thank you, Brad. Glad to be with you. We're talking with folks from the Paso Robles Youth Arts Center. If you didn't catch the first part of the program, this is a program that makes art programs, both visual and uh, auditory and dramatic, available to any child that wants to get as far as the Passerable Center to do it. it is, there's no charge for it. We've had a fantastic conversation about really filling what amounts to um, an unreasonable void, if you will, in the arts uh, education for kids. And I mentioned to you uh, and asked you to tell us about the fact that in Paso Robles, there is a very large community where English is not a predominant language based upon the primarily the farming community. And I'm wondering where for, for some of these kids, uh, their apprehension about their own, own, own English and their parents' um, apprehension about their lack of English understanding can probably get in the way of those kids being – reached by your program. Yes, that's true. And number one, our program is also published in Spanish. And number two, uh, we went over to Parents' Night at uh, George Brown, and we Celia Moses is a principal of George Brown, and she's on our board. So uh, she interpreted uh, what we were talking about, and we made a presentation to all the Hispanic families their parents, and we actually then had them over for a tour of our facility. And because of all that, we doubled the number of children from Georgia Brown in one semester. And it was pretty incredible. And so now they're coming to our classes, and they're enjoying it, and uh, it's, it, it's really nice. And my goal is to actually increase it more. As you were explaining that, one of my thoughts was that for some of these kids, the fact that there's a way for them to fit into a program like this reinforces for them that they belong to the community they live in. Because I think for a number of of migrant or immigrant families, if you're seven or eight years old, it may be tough to feel like you fit in. And I think that becomes probably a factor for some of these kids. I think our teachers, our best-in-class teachers, make it easy for them to fit in. I mean, we have some incredible mentors, and they feel really good about helping each child enjoy what they're doing. And uh, our teachers are not only professional teachers. They are mentors, coaches. They're... They just go all out. They have that passion, compassion for kids, and they're there because they want to be there, not because they're making any money doing it. <laughs> so. you, you gave an example during the, the first half of the program 
that one of your culinary teachers is one of the bakers at Madonna Inn oh, for yeah. their cake program. Oh, yeah. I mean, Margie, and she has to drive yeah. all that way twice a week, do all the shopping, and she does it because she wants to. And she she's just amazing. And then she's going to have a little tour of the, where the kids are going to go over to Madonna Inn on December 5th and go through their kitchen and learn more about the cakes. I guess they get those good cakes, too. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't invited. <laughs> This is an arts program, not a food program, but I can understand. So if you're if you're tuning in right now, we're talking at Fast Fast Rebels Youth Arts Center. It does include baking as an art form, and I can understand yeah, that. Arts. Oh yeah, culinary I mean, arts. very creative. It's dangerous to walk into the kitchen when Margie's there because it smells so good. <laughs> If you want to contribute to this conversation, give us a call, 805-781-3875. If you have some questions about the program, if you have a question about, gee, how do you sign up for a class or what's involved or how often do classes start or maybe you'd like to volunteer, you can give us a call at 805-781-3875 and share your thoughts. Obviously, we have guests in the studio who really love working with youth and youth arts because everybody here is obviously happy to be here, and they're putting on a major fundraiser tomorrow. We want you to know about the program and make sure it's available for children that you may know. But, of course, they're doing a program tomorrow that's on, that helps them raise money because we may have not specifically covered this real specifically, but no one who comes to a class is expected to pay for anything in that class. It's available with, without them feeling like they need to prove their ability to pay or their ability to not pay, if you will. Yes, we depend on the generosity of our community to exist, and we need to keep it going. And tomorrow night we're going to have some live auctions that are pretty incredible and some silent auctions. We'll also have our silent auction online and you can reach the silent auction online. It actually goes live today so you can get be the first to bid on some really incredible gifts. Um, and it's on fundraiser.bid slash backslash 2023 DWTA. That would be Dining with the Arts. That's us. Okay. Let me interject for a second. If they go to your website, is there a link to that on your website? There will be at 2 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Because my, my hunch is that will be the easiest way to find that information. Yes, yeah. right. But so. it is a silent auction. It, the silent auction closes on November 16th at 9 p.m. There are some incredible um, auction items uh, on there. So please um, go on there, check them out. And uh, you can pick up your silent auction from November 17th through the 20th or make arrangements by calling the office. So something I want to add to our fundraising efforts at this moment in time is that, and this will sound like a downer, but there's a a plus side on the other end, um, that we're currently in a youth mental health crisis by all measures. Um, The United States Surgeons General um, just put out an advisory to say that the, his words, the challenges today's generation of young people face are unprecedented and uniquely hard to navigate. 
and the effect these challenges have had on their mental health is devastating. The Surgeon General's words. So locally, uh, we found that there's an alarming trend of chronic sadness and depression that's increased by 41% in young girls in Slow County. Um, we have seen, as I mentioned earlier, the percentage of students with feelings of sadness and hopelessness has increased 40% since 2009. And all of these connect, of course, with recent years with the pandemic and with um, financial instability and food shortages and housing instability. Uh, Low-income youth are at risk uh, more than even others. Um, and the support for for those students has been decimated to some extent with arts education being cut to the bone. Um, the behavioral care and mental health for children in the California report card for children in 2022 was a D plus. So any place our kids can get support, can get um, an opportunity to counter some of the effects that these recent events have had on them, that's a big piece of how I think youth arts contributes to the well-being, in addition to all of its wonderful you know, programs from prior to all of these recent events, even more so, and, and raising money to support that and to expand, as you heard, lines are around the block. So how do we help get more people into the program? We do that by greater resources, gifts from our generous community um, in order to build more classes, hire more amazing teachers, expand our facilities. So it's all connected to something very important and that will be with us for years now and to come. Um, we are currently serving 500 kids a year in our community with the 200 classes. Uh, since the founding, uh, we have served 10,000 kids have gone through youth arts, 10,000 helping them thrive in this world. So, one of the th I was looking through the, uh, some of the information that you shared with me before the program when we could prepare for this. And one of the things that, that jumped out at me was the program helps youth find their own voice. And that's. It's a hard phrase to explain, and you'll either understand it or you won't, I realize. But finding your own voice for a lot of these kids, um, this may be a first opportunity to do that. Because if if you're a kid in a family with lots of peers or um, older, older siblings um, with parents that are working real hard to try and get by um, – Sometimes you can feel kind of invisible, and my my thought is if you're seven or eight years old, and so programs that you offer, I think, bring these children out and help them find a, a path, if you will. So I had a student a um, long time ago, and she was so quiet. She would never look you in the eye, just very quiet, and I was young, too, when I, you know, while teaching her, so I was frustrated. didn't understand how to get her to come out of her shell, but I just kept persisting, and through shows, through just getting her up on the stage, she started to kind of come out of her shell. She finally stopped looking down at the ground and look out at the audience. And as time went on, when she got into high school, 
something just clicked for her. And she was the first student out of the youth arts that joined the advanced dance. And that's huge because all the kids that are in advanced dance at the Paso Robles High School, they come from studios where you take five classes you know, a week and you're doing three classes a day and you're getting all this technique from the age of three. And at the youth arts, they get one day a week for an hour. It's a huge difference. And so she was the first kid to go in there, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. From the kid that wouldn't look up to the kid that I'm going to try this. And she did it. And she's such inspiration. And every time she would come to my classes, she was the one who always cheered on all the other kids and said, you can do it. That was beautiful. That was great. She'd applaud them. She'd come to my younger classes and, and help inspire them. And she is just I mean, as so many of our kids, just an amazing human being and what she's done. But that's what the youth arts gave her. It gave her that chance because I don't think, from what I remember, that she would have had much of other opportunities. I don't know that anyone – she'd have a safe space to feel comfortable to come out of her shell uh, as someone who would you know, put her up on a stage and give her a chance and say, no, you're going to try it. It's fine. You're good. You're great. You can do this. It's going to be great. And then the things that she's doing now, and she's married, has a baby. It's amazing to see what they become. But you, they got to have the chance, the opportunity. I mean, what's, what's an architect without art? What's a speaker without drama? You know, you, you're not going to listen to them. They don't have that, that passion with them, in them. And at the youth arts, they just have so many chances to find where is their passion. They don't like ballet. Okay, fine. Then go try the drums. And, you know, the kid that's in class and is tapping on the table all the time and their teacher's angry with them because they keep disrupting. But that kid's a drummer. That kid, <laughs> he's got talent. He's got something in him. He's, gonna, he's got a spark to be somebody. You know, and the youth arts just gives them that chance. Amanda, when you're talking about that, one of the things that comes to mind for me is that there are some kids that maybe – want an art form that is just them in a solitary environment. They may want to draw. They may want to paint. They may want to do murals. Um, There are some mural artists that I I know of in San Francisco who are wonderful mural artists, but they say they have a real tough time if they have an audience to come watch them paint. They'll show off their mural when it's done, but they don't like having an audience. The the inverse of that is that there you you put together bands. Um, you um, I was surprised to hear that you just recently had a um, you did a play recently. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. It was truly an off Broadway play. <laughs> I mean, it was so wonderful. We'll, we'll accept the fact that Pasarobel's <laughs> Arts I, Center is no, off Broadway. The staging, the staging was incredible, and the kids helped with the staging, and. Um, the Oz, he was seven years old, and uh, he is a star of this show. I mean, of course, Samantha, you know, um, was Dorothy, who Samantha was her real name, and she played Dorothy. She was incredible. And and the kids were just so much fun. And the, actually, the witch actually melted into the stage. <laughs> really, it's true. I mean, that's how incredible it was. And there was a yellow brick road in the middle of the theater and everything. I mean, it just went on and on. It was adapted by one uh, of our Ama- instructors. Amanda Thayer. So she took she had a little edge to the original yeah. Wizard of Oz story. Right. She updated it. Updated it. <laughs> and then, that's another and she, Amanda, other than the Amanda, Amanda Gonzalez. Yeah, it's not another, yeah, although right she may yeah. have a hidden talent we don't know about. But, and there uh, was a lot of humor in it. it 
Yeah. It was a lot of humor. And then uh, Claire was uh, sort of the Edmonds, the, um, who does all the costumes, and, the and, costumes. She, and she teaches all the kids the theater along with Amanda. And uh, she also works Claire, in New York, so she was commuting yeah. back and forth. Oh my God, play, Claire so is so talented. Very I talented. Mean, she's the one that just created and um, sewed all the costumes for tomorrow night for all the artists, and they are incredible. I mean, just incredible. The the outfits that you know, and they look like the paintings. You brought up a side um, subject, and I'm surprised it didn't occur to me earlier. Not only are you teaching the arts, but are you teaching production? So in other words, if you're putting on a play, can I learn how to set up a stage? Because I can't act, I can't sing, I can't dance, but maybe I can set up a staging. Absolutely. We have the kids doing that, and they're actually moving the big platforms back and forth on the stage. It's like a real theater. It's like a, it is a real theater. <laughs> That's what it I'm is. trying to say. It's an off-Broadway. It's pretty incredible. Um, we do have fiber arts, and we have art journaling for the person that wants to be alone and and be, you know, doing some creativity by themselves. We offer everything, media graphics, video production. We're having a film festival, and we're inviting a lot of the schools to join in with that for contests. We have $7,500 worth of prizes um, and that will be April 13th at the Palm, at the theater in Paso Robles. Um, and it's going to be an incredible film festival. So these are films um, that the kids have put together in their video production classes. classes. And now they're premiering. Yeah, and at they're this all competing festival. against school, other schools and stuff. It's going to be great. So you just inserted another element we didn't get to. So there's actually, there are video production classes yes. in the center. Yes, video production. We have eight Macs, and uh, I must uh, shout out to Must Charities that helped us with our video production uh, classes and uh, gave a nice donation to us so we can make that to make that possible. It was really nice of them, and uh, we have a fantastic video production teacher. And he's putting on the film festival April 13th. We could probably go on for another hour. And it's surprising <laughs> sometimes that we have we have a topic like this and people say, oh, you're going to run out of things to talk about in about 10 minutes. Well, obviously we've not. We're, we're almost to the end of our hour and we've not run out of things to talk about. Um, as most of our listeners know, I am considered one who talks too much and I want to make sure my guests always have the last word. And so we want to give our guests a chance to make sure that you know what they want you to know about this program. Amanda, I'm going to start with you. It's just the most amazing program. There is no place like the Passers Youth Arts Center with the ability to grow and expand and to learn and to be yourself, your best self, and to promote others to be as well. It's just an incredible place. Um, I've loved every student I've ever had walk into that building. They are just incredible human beings that are going to make this world a better place because they're in it, and they're going to spread what they've got, what they've grown through the youth arts with the world someday. And I love when they come back and they spread it back this way too, because I miss each and every one of them when they leave our doors. A little more information. Question: Your mm-hmm. your history. My history with yes, youth arts. With youth arts. Um, I've been there since they opened um, 
in 2001. I started teaching there as a dance teacher. I used to teach four days a week, ballet and jazz. I'm down now to just one day a week as I have my own family and career, but it's I can't leave it. It's a part of my soul and my life. I told my boss when I interviewed for the position I'm in now that my one stipulation is I still have to teach. It's not I want to teach. I have to teach. I have to be a part of this place. My um, At one point, I thought I may not be able to be a part of the arts anymore because career paths had changed, and um, I didn't understand the depth of depression when, that I felt when I thought I couldn't be a part of the youth arts anymore. It's it's just such a part of me. It's more than half my lifetime has yeah. been a part of the youth arts. You, you obviously bring a lot to the table. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cynthia. Well, I think it's good news all around when it comes to youth arts because I think there's a renewed focus, again, coming at it from the mental health and the well-being of our kids. Um, there's more focus now on the need to support our young folks who have come up through a difficult time. And youth arts is there in spades. Everything that we've talked about applies. Um, and I think if you go back and you look at how kids deal with stress, well, take a hip hop class. I mean, you know, <laughs> like burn off some energy, right? Uh, I mean, we've, we've got it there. If, if there's neglect for the child at home, uh, come on over for the afternoon. You have classes, you have structure, you have goals that you can take pride in achieving. Um, all of these life skills are so important and especially so uh, right now. And so as Youth Arts is able to expand and and provide more of the same, um, we're helping out the community in large measure. Anne. Well, first of all, I just want to thank our listeners for listening to our story and, and tell you that we so appreciate the people that are doni- uh, donating to our efforts to keep this going. And Paso Robles Youth Arts has a lot to offer. It's truly the jewel of San Luis Obispo County. And um, when Giving Tuesday comes around, please think of us. We need to keep this going because we're doing such good work. And, and I personally am very honored to be par- part of this. And what do you want to remind them that's going on tomorrow? Oh, our event. <laughs> you got to come to our event. Get tickets. Just go to our website, Paso Robles Youth Arts Center, um, dot org, and sign up. You will love the event. We have music. We have performances. And we have a living art experience with good food. <laughs> Obviously, I have guests today that enjoy the arts, and this has been an animated discussion, and it should be. Appreciate you being part of this discussion as our listeners. This is Central Coast Voices. I'll remind you, write the phone number down, 805-781-3875. You don't have to call in all the time, but it's available to you under most circumstances every Thursday afternoon when we have this program. I'm, I'm delighted that we got to talk about the arts in uh, – in a, in, to some extent, my guests won't say this, but I can say it, in a surprising place to see uh, this much um, activity in the arts, and that's the, um, the, the semi-sleepy community of Paso Robles, California, <laughs> which is 
um, spending most of spends most of its energy looking at wine and and agriculture and this opportunity for the, the children of people involved in those industries and just the community. And real quick side note, and if you miss this point of this, and this is not just available to kids from Paso Robles. If you can get a ride to the Paso Robles Youth Arts Center, you can sign up for a class. And they've had students from as far away as King City and Napomo do that. And that's a wonderful opportunity. Um, this has been Central Coast Voices. I appreciate you all listening today. And we'll, I'll be back in a few weeks with another guest. Next week, um, host Lata Murti will be here, and she'll be speaking with guests from Meals That Connect. Um, formerly known as Meals on Wheels, but their name is now Meals That Connect. And they will discuss the impact of uh, having meals available for seniors and members of the community and how you can get involved as a volunteer or a donor to that program. Also, wonderful alternative for our senior community in making sure that there is not um, a lack of food available for them. Central Coast Voices is a production of Action for Healthy Communities, a project of the Community Foundation of San Luis Obispo County, along with KCBX. You can reach us with input about the programming and what you'd like to suggest we may want to have on or your feedback about our programs at voices at kcbx.org. That's voices at kcbx.org. Thank you to KCBX Public Radio for giving us an avenue to do this. Thank you to Brad Kyle, who's our in-studio engineer with us today. And thank you to my guests, Ann Barry Gallegos, Amanda Gonzalez, Cynthia Chuli Marchant, and I think I got that reasonably close. I wonder sometimes about me and last names. I apologize to all of you. This has been Central Coast Voices. Thank you for joining us today.